The Winnipeg Jets are now just five points above the playoff line, and things are starting to get a little bit grim as Winnipeg is now facing the legit possibility that after having the second place in the Central Division for much of the year, the Jets might just actually miss the playoffs altogether. A must-win game against the San Jose Sharks turned into an overtime loss after the Jets had a clear win in sight and just blew it. We'll dive into what is happening with the Jets and where they are in the standings, as well as their playoff odds on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, folks, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, the Jets are suddenly finding themselves just five points above the playoff line. Things have not been going well recently. The Jets have lost in some shape or form eight of their last 10 games. You know, you might say, well, you know, maybe one or two, maybe even a, a handful of loser points, but the, the, the point is the Jets have not won these games, and some of them were against very beatable opponents where the Jets just either couldn't score or uh, kind of butt-fumbled their, their leads in these games and ended up basically throwing away victories that they really should have had. And I think that's what we saw in this game against the San Jose Sharks. It was kind of a combination of all of that. The Jets dominated play. They controlled even strength. But they had a power play that went something like 0 for 6, you know, and then, of course, the Jets finally get a 2-1 lead late in the game. And then within, you know, the the Sharks goalie pulled Blake Wheeler instead of just sort of sending the puck into the neutral zone and waiting out the time ends up sending it down the ice for icing. That creates a lost face off in Winnipeg's own end and that, you know, Sharks possession ends up tying it and then the Jets basically uh, lose in overtime on something that really shouldn't have happened. So all of this to say that Winnipeg basically found every single way to lose this game possible. If it wasn't the overtime loss, it was looking like it might happen in regulation with James Reimer basically stopping just about every dangerous uh, Jets chance possible. It felt like Reimer was all over the net. You might as well had um, like prime Spider-Man in net. I mean, it felt like he was just in full Vesna caliber form, uh, something that we're used to seeing with Hellebuck, and also the Jets just showing that occasionally in the most decisive moments, this team still lacks that extra level of finishing talent that really they should have had uh, after the trade deadline. I guess if there are positive takeaways, I would say that Nino Niederreiter was awesome. He scored a goal, his first as a Jet, and I think it was his 200th career goal, so a really big milestone, happy for that. 
Um, Nate Schmidt also scored after getting benched the previous game against the Oilers. He was looking for a bit of a response, something to show that he, you know, was fired up and ready to go. And I think this game from him was very active. I think he was engaged. Um, yeah, if you were looking for, I guess, a, a pulse from him, this is a big one and a big response after, you know, being told you weren't really being up to snuff. And then Ehlers has a great assist on the Schmidt goal, one from the behind the net area, great backhand pass. That's the kind of stuff that we want to see more of from Nick. He's been struggling recently, not necessarily because his his play itself has been poor. On all of the lines that Nick has been playing, they've generally dominated shot creation and chance creation. It's just more like actually having stuff on the board, getting those box scores to kind of tick in your favor and avoiding turnovers and stuff. That uh, I think has really put him in, you know, Bones's, I guess, doghouse recently. So, yeah, uh, positive things in some areas, but the net problem with this game is that this is one of the weakest opponents the Jets are going to play over the next couple of weeks, and they still couldn't get the job done. And I think increasingly, you know, it just feels like the question I ask is, what is even the point? You know, this this whole season feels like the Jets have basically just pissed it away after building up such an early uh, positive response from previous years, uh, a response to the Maurice era. Things were going so great, and now the Jets are honestly on the verge of missing the postseason. And I'm not even saying that with any sort of hyperbole. If you look at the standings, which we're going to do in a little bit, the Jets are really close to actually just outright missing the postseason. Uh, it, it, it really shouldn't have been to this point where the Jets went from second in the division and in the running for winning the central to almost out of everything. And I, I kind of look at the failure of the front office to address roster needs. Um, some of the decisions that bones has been making recently, you know, the injuries, the jets can't entirely control, but I don't know. The star players haven't exactly been up to snuff either recently. And so I just look at all of this and I'm thinking to myself, maybe the best outcome is that this team kind of bows out, misses the postseason, and we see an off-season of change. If if Shovel Dayoff isn't gone after this off-season and the Jets miss the playoffs, I really don't know what Winnipeg is doing at this point. I, I, I think we've seen from the front office that ownership and, and this GM combo, it's just not working out. I, I don't think that the Chipman-Chevy duo is going to build a winner anytime soon, and it's really disappointing because... Uh, there were signs of promise. There was, you know, a couple of years ago, that great run. And since then, what has this, uh, you know, this leadership group really accomplished? And I think the answer is nowhere near enough, given the talent the Jets are working with. And, you know, in a couple of years, we're going to see a bunch of players leave. And if Hellebuck is one of them, I wouldn't be shocked. If if I were him, honestly, I, would re- I wouldn't resign with the Jets. I'm being 100%, you know, Honest, even as a Jets fan, I would not resign with this team if they're simply not interested in demonstrating that they have, you know, the ambition and the desire to win. They might say this on paper and they might even give you nice quotes, but I think the reality is Winnipeg just hasn't done enough to be serious in a league in which so many other GMs are showing ambition and are showing a commitment to victory and look what they're reaping i mean the the tampa bay lightning have won multiple cups uh you know teams like the penguins who are on the downslide and certainly not doing well right now they had their title runs 
All these teams did creative things, have tried to address needs. And once again, the Jets are behind the eight ball. So in a little bit, we'll take a look at the NHL standings and who the Jets are now increasingly worried about, especially from teams that I wasn't even aware were so close behind Winnipeg in the standings. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. The NBA uh, midway point of the season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to the number of threes drained. This can include anything from, you know, what you're looking at for LeBron's J- LeBron James's career uh, milestone scoring rates. Maybe you want to bet on the number of points he'll finish with the season. Maybe you want to cast a bet on something like, I don't know, how many threes Steph Curry is going to finish with. He is, of course, one of the NBA's greatest three shooters. And, uh, you know, he's getting up there in years, but he's still got some jump left. And maybe you are even planning to bet on the next NBA champion. Maybe you think the Celtic are going to come back and have yet another title run after so many recent uh, runs of great teams. No matter what, though, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss this chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to you, of course, for making uh, Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. Uh, you know, we're talking about Winnipeg recently and the struggles, the loss to the Sharks. And uh, I, I'm obviously kind of ranting a little bit, but I think my frustration recently has sort of reached a bit of a boiling point with this team. It's It's been building for the past couple of months, but, you know, the recent downturn in form, plus all of these other teams doing really well, it's it's put the Jets in a really bad spot. Uh Winnipeg right now is sitting with a 36-25-3 record, good for 75 points. And they are technically in the top three of the Central, but they are very much teetering on the edge of complete collapse if things do not turn around. Right behind them in the wild card are Edmonton and Colorado. And uh, Edmonton, you know, they're at like 65 games with 78 points. So that is kind of within reason and not something that I think the Jets are are entirely um, <clears throat> as concerned about. I think the biggest concern is the two teams, actually three teams that are sitting behind them. You've got Colorado, Nashville, and Calgary. Uh, the Avs are likely to push past the Jets here pretty soon and get back into the top three of the Central. They have only played 61 games and they're at 74 points. But the teams that I'm really starting to be worried about uh, and who the Jets are going to have to really fend off over the next few weeks are Calgary and Nashville. And Nashville especially. Calgary is at 64 games with 69 points they just won against the Stars. Um, the Flames are a team that I don't think is is quite consistent enough for me to be as worried about them. I think that they are at times very dangerous. But the Flames this year, I, I don't know, under Sutter, things haven't exactly been all that, you know, great, if we're being honest. We've seen drama with him, you know, not necessarily respecting some of the rookies. We've seen the Flames at times go through big winless streaks. 
So it wouldn't shock me if Calgary goes through another streak where they kind of look like the Jets and they end up missing the postseason. But the team that no one's really talking about and that I wasn't really aware was so close to the Jets is Nashville. Despite not being particularly good this year, the Preds are sitting at 69 points, and most alarmingly, they've only played 61 games. Uh, Having those extra games in hand is really problematic for the Jets. Winnipeg definitely is is looking at a situation where even though these teams that are, are chasing them have negative goal differentials, that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. They are much better off in their standings placements and close enough to the Jets to where Winnipeg is really starting to sweat. I wouldn't be shocked if we're looking at a wild card situation where, uh, you know, maybe even one of the Pacific teams ends up missing and we're looking at, you know, two teams from the central uh, essentially kind of occupying one of these or, or even both of these spots. And so, you know, the abs are likely to get back into the top three. They'll push Winnipeg down and the jets are now going to have to figure out how to get past one of the Preds or the flames. And I, I would say Nashville is probably the team that concerns the jets the most. Uh, the Preds are again, not particular, particularly good, but recently they're six, three and one and the jets are like two, six and two. So things are kind of grim. The Wild are on like a, a like a four game winning streak, so they're not likely to start falling back in the standings. Um, the Avs are six two and two. All of these teams are in much better uh, runs of form recently. The Flames are the only team that maybe aren't as good lately. They're like three five and two in their last ten. This is like uh, one of the rare ones that they've had recently, but even still, they have actually had one more win than the Jets have recently. So. <sighs> The vibes in Winnipeg are not good. Let's be real. Uh, Winnipeg is in real danger of of falling out of the playoffs. And honestly, it's just shocking that it got to this point. I mean, Winnipeg for so many weeks and, and months was firmly in the driver's seat. And now they're increasingly losing control of their own playoff destiny. And all this team can really say is that at the end of the day, it's their fault. And it's not just on the players. It's the coaching staff. It's the front office. Everyone bears responsibility in what has happened, and there's not really a lot of time to try and salvage the situation. So all I can say is Winnipeg had better buckle up for like the next few weeks because uh, if they can't turn this around, Winnipeg's just going to miss the playoffs, and it would be a a crying shame in one of the last two years of this core for the Jets to not only not invest in the team but also basically just crap out after having such a positive, strong start and a season that was really so promising, so exciting, and quite honestly, really reinvigorating for the fan base. Uh, apparently, Winnipeg had one of its lowest attendances this entire year. Um, just 13,000 fans showed up for the Sharks game. Maybe this will start to send a message to management that Jets fans are pissed off and that we're tired of watching a team that, quite frankly, doesn't really reflect what it should. But it is what it is. Uh, we've ranted enough about this. In just a little bit, I kind of want to take a look at some of the league leaders at the NHL level right now, who's doing well, who might be in the running for some of the biggest trophies in all of uh, hockeydom. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost to my immune system and something to get my daily routine started. Obviously, you know, lots of different viruses and stuff are running around right now. 
you can even hear me right now. My my immune system has taken a beating recently going back into the office with a new job. So you need something to really arm yourself with uh, a lot of nutritional value and something to really get you going. And one thing, like I said, that has really helped me recently and kind of kept me afloat is AG1. And if you're wondering what AG1 is, it's just one delicious scoop that helps you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's lifestyle-friendly, you know, whether you're into keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free dietary restrictions. It contains less than one gram of sugar. It's got no GMOs, nasty chemicals, or weird additives. And of course, it's actually really affordable. It costs you less than $3 a day. And don't just take my word for it. It comes with over 7,000 five-star reviews from users like you, as well as professional athletes, trainers, and really fitness-oriented folks looking to arm their immune system with the best in-class nutritional value. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're just wrapping up really quickly um, with some, some really big stats leaders recently for the NHL. This season has had probably some of the craziest storylines we've seen this year. Uh, and really in recent memory with some of the stuff that we're seeing from from like the league's top players and players that haven't exactly had the limelight recently. But this year, this has kind of been their stage. Um, and I think that is certainly very impressive, something that is, is worth kind of shouting out. And uh, of course, who can we really talk about other than Connor McDavid? He's leading the league in points. I think he's also leading the league in goals. And uh, really, it's not close. He's leading in in just about every single scoring category, which is crazy. Uh, McDavid has 124 points this year, and what? It's like 64-ish, 65-ish games for the Oilers. I don't know that we've really seen anything quite like this from a player, um, especially in recent memory. McDavid, I know that is certainly one of the greatest players we've ever seen play hockey at this level, but even by his standards, this season is just... I don't know if you can really put it into words how ridiculous this is. The next closest player is one of his teammates, Leon Dreisaitl. And get this, he is beating Dreisaitl by a full 28 points. So the kind of season McDavid is having, 54 goals, 124 points, I almost can't even put into words how insane that is. Again, like I said, in, in the salary cap era, in the modern era of hockey, I don't know that we've ever really seen something like what McDavid is doing, and he's going to win the Richard, the the Art Ross, I'm sure. Um, I would say he has to win the Hart Trophy. Just an extraordinary season, one that it feels like, weirdly enough, because he's so good and because uh, there are so many storylines this year, it feels like he's not really getting that much attention for it. Uh, but make no mistake, one of the most insane seasons ever, and at the end of it, it's going to be in the history books without a doubt. Uh, 
On the defensive side of things, uh, the Norris favorite is going to be Eric Carlson with 82 points so far. We all love Josh Norrissey, but let's be honest, Carlson's going to win again this year. Not really shocking because Carlson has been just uh, a standout player for so many years, one of the prototypes of the modern NHL defender, and he continues to be excellent even in his older age. It's great to see him doing really well for the uh, Sharks. I I wouldn't be shocked if he wins. Um, as much as I would love for Morrissey to win it, even though Morrissey is in second place, uh, I, I still think Carlson takes this one, and he would be very much deserving of that award if he gets it. On the goalie side of things, uh, Linus Olmark continues to lead the way in the save percentage, and uh, also wouldn't be shocked if uh, he's he's up there for uh, just about every statistical category. Does not actually lead in shutouts, but... I mean, Ulmark has been a huge find for the Bruins, one of the best goalies in the league. And honestly, while he is kind of expected to do well for this Bruins team because they just don't give opponents that much, even by his standards uh, and what the Bruins defense offers, he's still having a stellar season. If I had to choose one player that I think for me um, really does deserve uh, the Vezina, I, I do kind of feel like I would go with Ilya Sorokin. I, I feel like the Isles put him under a lot more pressure, and he still puts up really absurd numbers, kind of like Hellebuck did. But um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Ulmark ends up winning it. The last category to take a look at, just real quick, is for the Calder race. Right now, Matty Beneers is leading the way with 45 points. Uh, Mason McTavish is in second with 37, and Matias Michelli is sitting there with 31 and third. Uh, Beneer's probably going to take it. I I can't really see anyone else catching him unless McTavish goes on a crazy run at the end of the year. But Beneer's is playing a prime role on a really good playoff team. He's had a a pretty impressive season as a rookie. I feel like it's his to lose at this point. Um, As as nice as it would have been for Cole Perfetti to uh, head up there and and really push for that, that rookie scoring lead. He wasn't really close enough, and certainly the injury now sidelining him until the end of the season, uh, or at least the regular season, basically means that he is out of the running. So <sighs> lots of craziness right now for the NHL. Uh, unfortunately, the Jets are not as in, involved with some of this as I wish they were, but the main focus is just not missing out on the playoffs, and Winnipeg has more than enough on its plate dealing with that in the meantime. So let me know your thoughts on Winnipeg's current run of form. Do you think the Jets are even going to make it at this rate? Do you think the playoffs are even worth pursuing? Or is it best for the Jets to bow out and see some significant changes here in the offseason? Let me know in the comments below or at my social media at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game gives you every game from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. As always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.